Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to SST on Apple Podcasts, Apple Spotify, and on YouTube. Joining me today, obviously, had to be our lead designated hitter, obviously being Andrew Kalanya. I don't know if you guys are aware of what's going on in New York sports that has nothing to do with basketball or football or hockey, but some things are happening in the baseball world. For now... In one particular part of town, Andrew, nothing's happening. Not yet. So, Andrew, we got DeGrom gone. We have Aaron Judge in the air still. How are you? You just had a baby. You just moved. And now your pride and joy of the Yankees, Aaron Judge, may also be on the move. How are you feeling? Congratulations on the baby, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about the the biggest departure in in New York sports here, and that is my friend Artemi uh, Panarin's uh, goals uh, this season so far. The Rangers they stink, they absolutely stink. You know they had a big win last night, came back come behind win. Panarin has stunk it up, and uh, I'm ready for him to depart New York and uh, and get it together. Mm. I, you know what? I was thinking to myself, where is he going to go with this? And you still got me. It was the goals that was the kicker. That was that was what got me. I know the Rangers have been a struggle. And uh, amidst my two back-to-back shifts at WFAN this weekend. Producing Nobody wanted to talk about the Rangers? Overnight. No, no. Uh, amidst <laughs> all the talk about Jacob deGrom and Aaron Judge and the very big football weekend, there were some folks who still called in about the New York Rangers and the Devils and whatever. Um, which to those people, they, they might've said something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No one cares about hockey boomer, but no, um, obviously we're here to talk about baseball right now. We have to, uh, we're in the middle of football season. Football is crazy right now. We just had a big weekend for New York football. And by big, I mean big bad. Cause they lost both the giants and the jets. We have basketball going, but whatever we're 25 games in, it could wait. It's all about judge right now. Even DeGrom is old news at this point, even though we're going to touch on him in a little bit. So Aaron Judge, at this, just to give you guys the context here, has not made anything clear yet. We don't know. Any reporter who's saying anything is probably just reading through the tea leaves at this point because it's 10 p.m., 10.02 p.m. specifically on Tuesday night, December 6th. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday and something happened or Thursday and something happened, well, what can I say? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, and we're sitting and here. Something- and if something does happen, we will we will definitely I'll definitely hop back on here and we'll definitely yes. break it down and talk about it. But we're we're not but Judge did sign. Arson Judge. Arson signed, Judge. <laughs> Arson Judge signed with the San Francisco Giants. And I'm okay with that signing as a Yankee fan because Aaron Judge is still a free agent. So Arson Judge can get all can get his bag and uh, go out to the bay and do what he's gotta do. But Aaron Judge, you know, I'm really hoping that you know, that's all these years of Tal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman saying, "Hey guys, we got to lock up this core. We got to lock up this core. We can't, we can't sign Bryce Harper. We can't sign Manny Machado. We can't sign X free agent. So we got to lock up this core." And Aaron Judge is the only member of this core that's still left. 
And if you let him walk, you know, even if it is 10 years and $400 million, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'd be perfectly okay with any Yankees fan at that point just kind of throwing up their hands and saying, you know, I'm not going to support this team right now. Because, because right. frankly, you know, and unless there's some kind of crazy pivot, which, you know, but there's already pieces off the board here, these significant pieces in Trey Turner and Justin Verlander, obviously going to the Mets, which is a great, great pivot for them. Right. Um, you know, there's not really, you know, you're going to go, go get Carlos Correa then and Rondon, even though they should get Rondon in addition to Aaron Judge. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things up in the air and all of Brian Cashman's comments and Aaron Boone's comments have been like, you know, if he leaves, you know, it'll suck. (laughs) What are we going to do? The ball's in his court, you know, you know, we would love to have it back. We want to make it hard for him to leave. Like not sounding really confident at all. That's that they're, that they're a, they're going to bring him back or b that he, he even wants to be back. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, and that is where the parallel kind of stops and ends, I guess, between Jacob deGrom and Aaron Judge. You could obviously draw wider parallels about how they were the faces of franchises in New York and had incredible seasons, whatever. But specifically to this offseason, like that's really the parallel between the two is how much do they want to be here? How much do they want to stay in New York for deGrom the Mets, Judge the Yankees? Other than that, you know, we're talking about a Cy Young from three or four years ago to an MVP that was an MVP last season, right? So it is a little bit different in that regard. So when Mets fans are coming out here and instantly saying, you know what? It was too much money. It was too long of a contract. I don't trust him to stay healthy. I'm okay with this, which I think was probably a little bit of a coping mechanism by a lot of Mets fans. It made sense, at least. I wasn't that far off of initial reaction. For Aaron Judge, on the other hand, every Yankee fan should be upset, and every Yankee fan who says they're not is lying to themselves and coping just like the Mets fans did when DeGrom left. Because all a franchise ever does, their main goal when building a team is to get an Aaron Judge. And if you can get him homegrown, even bigger of a win. If you can draft an Aaron Judge who gives you year in, year out, as long as he's pretty healthy, an incredible season. You dream of it. You literally stay up all night as a GM scouting and trying your best to get an Aaron Judge. And you get him homegrown. You build him up. He's not just a great player. He's a great dude. You ever heard a bad thing about Aaron Judge other than a stupid comment that was not even a big deal that people brought brought up during this season in a post game? Like literally nothing bad around this guy. And if the Yankees do not retain the homegrown talent that is the best player in baseball, there is every reason for every Yankee fan to be absolutely pissed off. And that's why it's not super parallel to Jacob DeGrom. Because we're talking about the best player in baseball right now, and we're talking about the best pitcher in baseball two years ago who still has it in him, but we don't know for how much longer, right? And, that, and, that's, and that's the thing with the, with the, the pivot of the Mets and, and going to Verlander is that you could realistically say that Justin Verlander and Jacob DeGrom are going to put up similar numbers next year. That's not that's not a crazy thing. What free agent out there is going to put up similar numbers to Aaron Judge next year? There isn't one. The closest is Brandon Nimmo, Carlos Correa. Like, 
Not even, not even in the same, not even the same class as Aaron Judge. So, it's, so if you lose that, um, God, I hate to know what the Yankee offense is going to look like next year if without Aaron Judge. Yeah, you know, I don't, I didn't like how the 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 offense was going to look with Aaron it's Judge with right him, now. Right, with, right. It's with like him at the with him. So we have a lot to talk about with the Yankees. We really do, and we want to try to. Uh, set this up in such a way that it, it helps us just in case, you know, something breaks out on Twitter in the next 30 minutes while we're recording this. So we are going to talk a little bit about the Mets here, but we are going to talk about the Yankees at large and not just Aaron judge. So we're going to talk about it. Obviously we're going to talk about Aaron judge. Don't you guys worry about that at all. It's going to be the biggest talking point here, but it's important to talk about the entire, the entire situation here because it's not just about him at this point. We're talking about a team that whether or not they bring him back is still full of fill of uh, full of holes. When Aaron judge signs, or if Aaron judge sides back with the Yankees, it doesn't change the offense much from last year. Still, there's still a lot of things to get better at. They still don't particularly have a closer, right? And the Mets on the other hand, don't really have anybody in the bullpen at all on the roster right now. So both of these teams have holes to fill. The Mets already got Verlander. We know this. We can talk about it. We already did a little bit. And with all that being said, I have to come out here and talk about, obviously, our friends over at DraftKings because the NBA season is heating up, y'all, and there are so many unknowns in this league still. But there are some things that are starting to shake out and take shape. I remember in the preseason pod, I mentioned this guy as one of the longer shot MVPs that I like that I threw a little wager on on DraftKings. That's Jason Tatum. This guy's averaging 30 points a game. He's top five in the league in win shares according to basketball reference. Listen, the odds are not going to get better than they are now. He's already gone down a little bit from where he was to start the season at plus 1,500. Now, futures, they're starting to change. He's got plus 350. You missed out on the big-time odds. He's got now the third best odds but it's not too late that's still a good payout and there are some other folks that might be interesting to throw some money on as well but Tatum to me is one of those guys that might just be his year and when I'm looking to get into the action I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA new customers can bet just five dollars pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do now check this out that's for new customers what can everyone else get Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. This has been going on all year. It ain't stopping now. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player pops like rebounds, points, three-pointers made, and more. And the more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. This has been nice for me because I, I like dabbling. Throughout the week, you know, Sundays are obviously big time days, but then you got basketball throughout the week. You get involved with the same game parlay. Maybe you don't even like a side. I do that sometimes. I don't even like a side, but I think this guy might get 20 or this guy might get 10 rebounds. And all of a sudden I got a plus 300 same game parlay. That's getting stepped up from DraftKings and looking even better. So download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But the judge thing, Drew, that I want to bring up before we start bouncing around a little bit more, is it hyperbolic to say that no matter what the number is, 
the Yankees have to get this done. And if he moves on, if this homegrown talent leaves the New York Yankees, the New York Yankees, Drew, to go to San Francisco Giants or wherever he goes, is that equivalent to the fact of like legitimately Babe Ruth leaving Boston or getting traded out of Boston? Is that hyperbolic? Is that ridiculous to say? It, you know, it's, it's not the same thing as Robinson Cano. Uh, when he left, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't anointed the next Derek Jeter. He didn't have the following. You know, he was a beloved player and he was the best second baseman in all of baseball when he left. But he wasn't the best player in all of baseball when he left. And he didn't have the season that he had before he left. Like, Aaron, the whole situation with Judge is just is so, is so it, like you could tell um it was kind of go- even going south in in spring training when Cashman came out and said, "Hey, try to try to throw him under the bus there and say, hey, we we offered seven years, two hundred and twenty five million dollars, and he declined." And then Judge goes out and he has like the most ridiculous. Like you you can't you can't have a better season. It's the best offensive season of non Barry Bonds we've seen in our lifetimes. Yes. Um. Since Ted Williams, since anybody, anybody currently alive has, has seen, you know, so he bet on himself and he's, he's, uh, you know, he's earned the right to shop around and he's earned the right to, to do these things. But, and 10 years for, you know, the, the nine years, 360, which is 40 million per, you know, could easily turn to 10, 400, 10, 400 would be nuts. And on the one hand, if that's what the San Francisco Giants sign Aaron Judge to, I don't know if you could just wipe your hands and say that's too much money because you're the New York Yankees. It's not like you're some small market team. I think you have to you have to be willing to um, add Aaron Judge and then be able to add other players. And you know the Yankees have the financial resources whether. Hal Steinbrenner wants to admit it or not, that they have the financial resources to do so and they should act like it. So, so I won't buy I won't buy any type of excuse that it was too much money. Um the Yankees should match it if they if they match it and judge says, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna do I don't wanna be here or I I don't want to then then I feel like you can feel a little bit better about it. But if the Yankees say we couldn't we didn't match what we offered to judge or we, we weren't willing to go there, then I'm, well, I'll be uh, rallying people to with their pitchforks and their torches and Yankee stadium will not be standing uh, come baseball season. They'll have to play in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really leading me to the question I was about to ask you here. And I feel like that's another thing where it's not exactly parallel between DeGrom and Aaron judge. One of the, one of the common sentiments with DeGrom was, well, he didn't want to be here. Why were we going to pay what we think is an overpay to a guy who didn't want to be here? You know, good riddance. Thank you for your time. Jacob DeGrom, go be irrelevant in Texas, right? Like that was the sentiment really that a lot of people were feeling after DeGrom left. To your point, the sentiment that will be felt by Yankee fans here is not going to be like, oh, judge didn't want to be here. Good riddance. You know, happy trails. See you never. It's going to be our front office and our ownership failed us it's going to be directly direct directly directed wow great words peter it's going to be directly pointed at the front office and ownership 
I don't think Aaron Judge will get that much vitriol against him. I don't think there's going to be loads of Yankee fans saying, fuck Aaron Judge, this guy sucks, you betrayed us, you loser, because they're going to say he's an adult who is from that area who has the right after having the best season or let's say one of the five best hitting seasons of all time, right? Clearly, he has the right to go out to free agency and test the market and get paid a boatload of money. He has that right. There's no reason that he should give the Yankees a hometown discount. He doesn't deserve, he doesn't owe them that. He doesn't. And all that vitriol, all that anger is going to be pointed directly at Cashman, directly at Steinbrenner. And like, do they not care? Do they want to rebuild? Do they want to just say, hey, let's tear this thing down and start over? We'll trade Stanton. We'll trade, uh, We'll trade Cole. Severino. Like they'll trade all the talent they have. They'll get rid of Cole and just restart. Is that is that the next step? Or maybe they're saying, you know what? We saw the Washington Nationals let Bryce Harper walk and win a championship right after. Now, granted, the Yankees do not have a Juan Soto hanging around town right now. Maybe they looked at the Atlanta Braves and said, Ronald Acuna Jr. was hurt when they won their World Series. Do we need Aaron Judge? Do they have the audacity, Drew, to even utter those types of thoughts, knowing how? No, because because Giancarlo Stanton's on base percentage was two ninety six last year. Like the the main other guy in the offense that was that was supposed to you know be the one two with Aaron Judge fucking stunk last year, and so and and you know look around look around the offense. You re-signed Anthony Rizzo, who's got a back problem. You don't have any offense coming out of the catcher position. You're clearly okay with Josh Donaldson still being there. You know, he could still get traded, but uh, I don't see anyone picking up his $20, $29 million that he's owed next year. Great, great trade uh, there. Glaber Torres is one of your few trade pieces. And then you have a hole in left field and Harrison Bader. So, like, the offense is terrible. The offense is straight, straight garbage. At the at the moment, um, I, I don't even know what else to say. But I will say to to your point about the Mets and Degrom and the, this narrative that he didn't want to be there. I don't think the the Mets saw that he was not healthy the last two years. And when he was healthy, he was with one of the best pitchers in baseball. But again, he's thirty five years old. I think the tech in order the Texas Rangers had to give out that crazy contract to Seager and crazy contract to Simeon to get them there. I don't think DeGrom was going to Texas for the same two, two, three-year deal that the Mets offered him. Um, they clearly went beyond where the Mets thought, you know, Jacob DeGrom is a, is a, is a great piece. And I think maybe eventually he, he might even get his number retired as a, as a Met for being, you know, winning two Cy Youngs and, and all that and being a beloved player. But at, at that point, I don't know if, Giving him five years is was was the best was the best choice, and that and that right. sucks. But again, it, especially when you have when you knew you had that option of Verlander there that you can pivot to immediately. And I knew it. I knew the second he was gone, I said, "They're good. There's no way they don't get Verlander." I said in the group chat, and I said it to anyone who would who would listen listen to me about that. That you know that. Cohen's not going to let him walk and then replace him with like Jameson Tyone. He's going to go replace him with the guy who just won a Cy Young award. So, right. um, 
I don't think he didn't want to be here. I just think that the the Rangers gave him an offer that he couldn't say no to. Right. And I which, think that I think that's fair. Which I think is part of the reason why a lot of Mets fans took it the way they did. Again, part of it is definitely coping. Part of it is definitely saying, "Oh, this guy didn't want to be here. I'm putting my guard up and saying we didn't want him anyway for that for that many years because he's going to be hurt and blah blah blah." He could easily start 24 games next year and have a 2-1 ERA and be the fucking man because that is the pitcher that he is more mm-hmm. often than not. That could easily happen. It could also happen that Justin Verlander has a 2-5 and is very good, right? So those mm-hmm. things are definitely possible. And again, it could be the coping mechanism. It could be the, the girlfriend that broke up with you when you go to college and then you tell everyone that it was mutual, right? Like that's, that's how I felt it was early on. And then working with uh, Pete Hoffman and Chris McMonagle over the weekend on the fan, and they were, you know, McMonagle is a big Yankee fan. Hoff's a Met fan. But McMonagle was like, what is wrong with you people? You just lost the best pitcher in baseball. You just lost this one-of-a-generation talent, and you guys are saying happy trails, good riddance. I, I don't I don't get it. I think you're going to be disappointed without him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I kind of needed to hear that. I needed to be reminded that I should be more upset by losing him. And that's why I told you before we started recording, I went through the five stages of grief. I don't know. Is it five stages? Is it nine yeah, stages? Seven, seven, five, five. I went through a plethora of stages of, of emotions. I don't even want to call it of grief because my initial reaction was, okay, five years for DeGrom. That feels like a lot. That sucks. Whatever. He's gone. I'll miss him. But I'm okay. I think it's okay that they didn't give it to him. Then I heard McMonagle and I heard Hoffman. I'm like, Maybe I should be a little more upset about this. And then it really turned into this, this hybrid situation where I am very sad to see him gone. I wish he was a Met for two or three more years. I 100% do. But it does make sense why it didn't happen. With Aaron Judge, I can't think of a reason that this guy should not be a Yankee for the next five to ten years. It doesn't make sense to me, Drew. Because when you think about historic Yankees, which he is very much on a path to being, if he leaves now... He's not even a historic Yankee. He had a historic two seasons. A historic two seasons, Drew. His first season that he got stripped from the MVP from Altuve, he was very good in between, and then last year was obviously even more historic. That's it. He's 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 nothing in the pantheon of the Yankees' history. I, mean, I don't want to say nothing because it's not nothing, but it ain't nothing special. He had two amazing, amazing seasons and a couple pretty damn good ones in the middle, and that's it. No World Series appearances. No incredible, incredible playoff moments that you're going to remember about your entire life that you're going to tell your kids about. And you're going to say, hey, that guy in San Francisco who hits 45 home runs a year, he used to be on our team, Jack. You know, I'm I'm sorry you didn't get to see it. And I don't want to make you sad. I just got a little chill saying that. Like, that should be unacceptable. It should be an impossibility to have this man in the history of this franchise who could put himself as a top what? Five player in franchise history? Yeah. Is that fair? Right? Yeah. You talk about you talk about Babe and Lou? Sure. Eric Jeter, number three. Pick a pitcher? Sure. It could, he, could, he, could pa- he could pass Derek Jeter. And in in terms of in terms of franchise war, in terms of probably not right. hits. He's not getting he's no not getting one, three thousand. No he was too old to be hits, right. but yeah, no I think I think war. No one's gonna care about war, frankly. So he's not gonna yeah. pass Derek Jeter, but he could have been in the realm. He could have yeah, been absolutely. neck and neck. He could have been right behind Derek Jeter, who's the most beloved uh, player in, in the last 50 years of the franchise, right? So he could have been in that conversation. And he if still he, can be. If he goes, he, 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 he didn't. 
I'm just saying in this hypothetical where he doesn't go, where he doesn't stay, or where he does go, I should say, where he doesn't stay, he's gone. He's nothing in the history of Yankees at that point. Is that is that an overreaction? Is that fair to no, say? No, no, because even how you feel about Robinson Cano right now, like, you know, Robinson Cano was a, was a great Yankee, and that's where the conversation, he was great for a couple of years. And, you know, he came up. Uh, and he won a he won a World Series. He was a and he wasn't even a, the best player on that on that roster when they won a World Series. He was still, you know, finding his way. Um, and he was a great Yankee, and he was a he was a good Yankee, and that's it. And that's where the conversation ends about Robinson Cano. If Cano would have stayed, who knows? Does he have the same path? Does he still get the steroid suspension? Does he you know does all that stuff still happen? You know, fallacy of the predetermined outcome and all that, but. You know, I don't. I don't think he would be in the same breath as Robinson Cano uh, if Judge left. That you know, say, oh, he was a great Yankee. You know, he had a great season. He had a great. He had these great couple great moments. But then, you know, you'll talk about Anthony Volpe. You're talking about the next guy. You're talking about somebody else. So yeah. you know, it's, he has the real. You know, I think. I think if he comes back, I think he'll be named the captain. You know, he has a chance to be. You know. With Don Mattingly, the guy sitting right behind me, he's a, a, a great Yankee captain, and, and uh, you know, continue part of being part of that legacy. So it's it's a matter of him being shown the love that he feels like he deserves, and I feel like San Francisco is going out of its way to really show that, say, like, hey, you know, we we want you here, we definitely want you here. Um, you know, can they build a winner around him? Because San Francisco, if you take a look at their team right now, their starting first baseman, I think, is uh, J.D. Davis at the moment. So, uh, yes. and their starting third baseman is uh, Wilmer Flores. You want to throw some, some names, some uh, greats, ex, <laughs> some ex Mets here. Uh, you know, it's not knocked over my my microphone because um, I'm so excited about uh, the San Francisco Giants. You know, it's not it's not a great. It's not a it's not a great team. He would go to a team that, you know, they just got Mitch Hanniger, sure, but they're they're, they're they're number three hitter is Jock Peterson, and yeah. again, JD Davis is batting cleanup right now with Mike Yastrzemski. Like, it's not a good team. Yeah, and, so, and it, this has to be. Let's let's be honest here too, right? This has to be an agonizing decision for Aaron Judge, right? Because I'm sure in his head he knows all these things we're saying. He's not stupid. He's well aware of all the things that he can have being a Yankee. With that being said, he doesn't owe them a discount. You don't play hardball with the best player in baseball. You don't do it. You give them the biggest contract of all time. That's what you do. He's 31 years old. He ain't 35. You've signed players before that their contract was going to go too far. You figure it the hell out later. And maybe this is a baseball problem. Maybe this is the one of the bigger problems with baseball about how rookie contracts work and how arbitration works and how these players don't get to free agency until they're 31, 32. Like you look at, at, at spot rack right now and you go through all the free agents, the youngest, the youngest free agents are 29. Like that's the youngest guys are out there, right? There's the occasional people like Soto and trout and whatever, who come up when they're 19 years old, who hit free agency at a reasonable time in their life. Every other player is going to hit free agency at 30, 31, 32. And maybe that's the problem. And maybe it's the fact that you have to give to these players 10-year deals. You have to at this point. That's what the market says, right? Like if football, football actually doesn't really have the, the strict cap on years, right? Like Patrick Mahomes signed a 10-year deal. 
that they didn't overpay for because they know they're going to restructure it whenever the time comes or whatever. But in basketball, five years is the max. Five years if you stay with your team. Does baseball need something like that? Because does that simplify it for all these teams that are losing some of their best players? Like Aaron Judge might not want to leave the Yankees that bad, but he might not want to feel like he's got to play hardball with this franchise that's supposed to be his home. And it, you know, and it could be just a, a souring of the relationship with, again with Cashman. I, I don't, and you know, there was the report out there that he really didn't appreciate Cashman going out and telling him the number that he turned down in spring training. Like that, that was right. clearly and then he a move by all over that number. Every with yeah. every line drive that he pissed on, he pissed on that number a little bit more. Yeah, you don't you don't go out there and try to make Aaron Judge look greedy. And you know, and that's and that's the funny part. People were calling Aaron Judge greedy for turning down that extension, but now he's gonna he might earn close to double what the Yankees are gonna offer. He's gonna blow that. He's gonna earn himself an extra hundred and something million dollars just by going out there and just showing out. Like, ah, man, yeah. like. That that could that could be it too. This this could be just him playing absolute hardball with the Yankees, saying like that was a real dick move. You know what I'm gonna do back? I'm gonna make it seem like I'm going to San Francisco. Arson Judge, Arson Judge, gonna be this close. I could be one character away on Twitter <laughs> from going from going to the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. And and you know what? If the Yankees feel like they want to play hardball, then he should too. That's what I'm saying. And I think Yankee fans are smart enough to realize that, which is why I don't think Yankee fans are out here, you know, smack talking judge and saying, oh, how selfish can you be? I'm not hearing that, Drew. Are you hearing that? What's the, no. let me ask you this before we talk about some of the other stuff about this team and some of the other players that, you know, you hope to to get before we go back to judge again later. Like what is the sentiment right now amongst Yankee fans, you know, on Reddit, on the group chats, on the Twitters, whatever, what it's- is the sentiment that you're seeing? It's, you know, they they have to resign him. They they have to. And if he goes, it's not a judge problem. It's a Brian Cashman and a Hal Steinbrenner problem. And that's all, you know, there were other reports early in the offseason that, you know, uh, Steinbrenner didn't like the fact that he got booed during Derek Jeter's ceremony. That he doesn't like that he's called cheap. You know, if you let Aaron Judge walk, you're going to get called, you're going to get called cheap. You're going to get booed. And called much worse than that. Yeah, you're going to get booed. <laughs> Until until you sell the team eventually, because that's just it's just unacceptable. So every every person that I any all the most of Yankees Twitter, you know the reasonable ones, not the people who with who sit in the cars, right. uh, the profile pictures of them in the cars and the sunglasses, you know you know those type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that are saying that you know pay it. I, I work as a farmer and uh, I, I'll never see that money in my lifetime. That those are those people. But right. any reasonable Yankee fan. So, you know, we'll put the blame solely on Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner if Aaron Judge is a San Francisco Giant uh, at the end of all of this. Right. And, and you know what? And if they don't re-sign Judge, which we're, we're, we're kind of treating this like a little bit like a doomsday. You know, I, I kind of wish Alec was here because I feel like he's really doing some mental gymnastics to, to stay positive here. Even Oh, though yeah. Oh, he's yeah. St- he's still he's still feeling the heat a little bit, as I can tell from, from, some, from some of his verbiage in the group chat that he's feeling the heat. Um, but what, like, what would have to happen if judge doesn't resign for Yankee fans to get over it? It would have to be, to be a, a world series contender in the next two years, three years. Right. Cause you know, maybe you would, you would, uh, accept a, a rebuild, but the Yankees don't really rebuild. That's not something that they do. 
And if they want to become that team, they might as well change their name to the freaking Mets, right? Like they might as well not be the Yankees anymore because that's not who you are. I've been saying this for years now. The Dodgers are the Yankees. The Dodgers are the Yankees of the MLB right now. It's not even debatable at this point in time. So with that being said, let's take a break from the judge talk for just a minute here, Drew. There are other players out there. You had your wish list coming into you know this weekend here where I quickly responded like, wait, what? who's the GM and who's the owner here? Like, what are you talking about? And you're like, no, no, no. This is not what I expect to happen. This is what I wish would happen if the Yankees were actually the Yankees. So talk about maybe pie in the sky view of some of these other players that are out there that you would like to see them go after. And then maybe the more realistic view of what you think Cashman might do. Um, definitely on the offensive side. Um, I definitely think, uh, pie in the sky, uh, you know, Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson have to be packaged with some prospects. The Yankees will hopefully, um, would absorb a little bit of the money, but get some of that, some of those dollars off the books for now. And then in future years, cause Aaron Hicks is still signed for like another four years, which is ridiculous. What a ter- what a terrible extension that turned out to be. Um, and the main, the main target offensively, who I think would be perfect for the Yankees is Brian Reynolds, um, who came out recently and said that he, he wants to, you know, he, he wants to get traded. So I, I think that, um, from the Pirates, he, by the way, in case from the Pirates. Know. Yes. Yes. From the Pittsburgh Pirates center fielder plays left field on, on occasion, plays center field on occasion, but mostly left field, which is exactly what he needs. Switch hitter. It's got power, great contact, doesn't strike out a lot. Basically, exactly the type of player the Yankees need. Um, and they definitely have the prospect capital to acquire such a player. I think that, you know, you can still hold on to Volpe, but you probably would have to get rid of, you know, Dominguez and Peraza for him. But, you know, if that's the, if that's the price to pay to get a really great, great hitter, who's going to be under team control for another three years on, um, you know, that you can put it right in and uh, right behind judge theoretically if he uh, comes back so i think that's that's the main target i definitely wanted them to to sign one of the shortstops that were out on the market here um trey turner was my guy and you know shortly after i sent that text he gets the 11 year deal uh for philadelphia who were just just spending just making it rain uh this offseason so far with uh getting taiwan walker um as well so um, you know, watch out for the Phillies. Yeah, uh, they were just in a World Series. They smelled blood, and they're sending it full send, full send. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Castellanos, yep. they got Bryce Harper, they got some dudes who can mash. They got Trey Turner, one of the best infielders in baseball. Yep, one, of the, best, gotta... one of the best players in baseball. Perhaps? Yeah, one of the, yeah. absolutely, absolutely one of the best players, one of the best shortstops in in the game of baseball. So, um. Now that he's gone, I guess I would I would say go out and get Xander Bogarts and go have him play third base. That would again pie in the sky world here. And then you go out and uh, uh, I think it was also go out and get Rondone, and then go out and get uh, Tommy tight tight pants, which the Yankees actually went and did. Yeah. I had Kingley as uh, the reliever I wanted the Yankees to pick up because uh, he came back pretty strong from Tommy John surgery out in with the Dodgers, and he had a. You know, his uh, changeup was was pretty unreal. And uh, I think the Yankees were kind of one uh, reliever away last year. So now they uh, replaced, you know, Chad Green, Scott Efros, uh, kind of who was there, who they had set up last year. So um, that's pie in the sky. 
you know, that that's Yankees spending a boatload of money. That's the Yankees, uh, you know, making trades and being aggressive, uh, which I don't think that's that's going to be the case. And before you get into that, um, you didn't mention uh, Carlos Correa. Is there a reason for that? Um, I just don't think that Carlos Correa would uh, be willing to play third base. Uh, that's one. That's one thing. Um, and I don't know. I I just don't. I don't see him at even though he's not going to cost a draft pick. Even though the because uh, the Astros put the qualifying offer on him last year, so you can't give him a qualifying offer again. So he he won't he won't cost you any kind of draft pick compensation. But I fully expect the Dodgers to go out and get Carlos Correa. So um, that's that was really. Um, Part of the reason why I didn't I didn't say him as well. Okay, that makes sense. I, I didn't know if it was like a Houston Astros. No, no, no. Thing. No, no. He again. It the only, you know there's there's a bunch of players who have left the Astros since 2017, and you know I feel like when you leave the team, like George, no one talks about George Springer like being like a you know part of that team anymore. You know he's he's been in Toronto for two years now. And, you know, the person who gets the brunt of of the 2017 and the Astro stuff, there are people that are still there. It's Altuve. It's Bregman. Right. Um, it's not going to be Verlander anymore. So, um, you know, there's only like three or four guys left on that team that were part of that 2017 squad. So um, it's not it's not an Astros thing. That's that's just to be clear. That was five years ago, man. Yeah. Five, crazy. five years ago is when this all started, right? And that was really the takeoff point for Aaron Judge, if you will, as well, right? So that was the takeoff point for Aaron Judge's career. Now it's been five years, and the Yankees have nothing to show for it. Nope. They might even have... They haven't, haven't even gotten as close to it as they were. in 2017 was the peak, and that's the right. crazy part. So that is, the, that the, is the absolute crazy. peak, being one, one game away from the World Series. They haven't even gotten to one game. They haven't even gotten to a Game 7 in the ALCS since. So, yeah. And now what's the more realistic view of the Cashman view, if you will? The Cashman view is uh, we're going to get told that they still believe in Josh Donaldson's bat and they like what he brings defensively um, to the team. I do think Aaron Hicks is going to be a goner um, solely for the reason that he gains uh, 10-5 rights. And if you don't know what that is, it's if you were in the league for 10 years as a Major League Baseball player and you spend five of those with the same team, you automatically get the ability to veto any any trade. Um, you basically get a, a, a no-trade clause into your contract, if that's mm-hmm. the case. And he gets those rights, I think, around July. So even if, even if he's on the opening day roster, he will not be with the team and to, to get that ability because the Yankees don't want to be stuck with him for um, – another three years. So I, I fully expect Aaron Hicks to not be on this roster. Uh, when you go, um, if we're living, if we're talking about realistic, I, I still think that the Yankees will sign judge, but then I think there's not going to be much. There's not going to be much spending after that. I don't think Ron Doan's coming. I don't think that they'll sign, you know, a shortstop. I feel like they'll make some trades, some under the radar trades that I can't, you know, I can't think of. And then maybe they'll resign Tyone if they do sign a pitcher, but um, they're not going to go out there and spend the, you know, the mega deal 
the mega dollars after re-signing Aaron Judge. If they they lose Judge, then I can go see you know them go after Correa. And that's the crazy part is that you can't you know you have all these holes in the outfield and the the only players that are going to be worth you know uh, you know worth any kind of uh, value or are shortstops who you passed on last year because you wanted to keep the kids. So it's not really the best uh, position to be in um, if you're the Yankees. And like the best other uh, free agent outfielder that's out there right now is Brandon Nimmo. So I guess you would pivot to Nimmo and like Bogart to Cray or somebody like that. And then, I don't know, just I just hope that people don't throw stuff onto the field on opening day at that at that point. If they show up at all, really. Yeah. Right? So, and now I just saw this tweet as I have uh, Aaron Judge, you know, loaded up here on the tweet deck to constantly just mm-hmm. refresh automatically. The last time that both Cy Young and MVP award winners changed teams in the same offseason was 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So, Verlander already changed teams, but 30 years ago, Barry Bonds in 1992 and Greg Maddox in 1992 both left their teams. From Pittsburgh to San Francisco, and then where was where was Maddox before the Braves? I don't even know. Chicago, Chicago. There you go. So that was thirty years ago, and and we're on the precipice of that possibility uh, again here. And, and to talk about that whole view again with with the Yankees and their outlook, right? Like you're so you're still feeling positively here about Judge returning. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I I, I fully expect them to 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 not let Judge walk. Again, this is a, maybe this is me being, uh, you know, wanting to to wish something into like existence. You know, being being the the Yankee fan that I am, but I I can't I can't see them doing it because if if it got to this point and these crazy numbers are going out there, I feel like the Yankees would have pivoted already mm. to something else um, and made sure that they weren't left. Uh, you know you know, holding nothing, you know, with their dick in their hand is the, is the term, uh, you know, that I was looking for. So uh, if, if that was the case they would, I feel like they would have pivoted already. Um, right. Again, I'm checking, I'm looking at Twitter to say refreshing just as much as you are. I got MLB network on and the TV right beyond my computer screen here. So um, I'm just wait. I'm waiting for it to happen. So I, I still fully expect for judge to come back. But um, I'm just not sure the Yankees uh, have the intestinal fortitude to continue to add payroll when when they desperately need to, in, in addition to Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of it too, right? Maybe they're saying to themselves, if we give this contract to Judge, our hands are tied now. Which they the shouldn't be, which is, which is stupid, which is, Very stupid. which is dumb, which is stupid. <laughs> Very stupid. But that, that might be what they're saying. It might be the internal conversation right now, which which you need to reiterate and I'll reiterate for you, is stupid. It's very stupid. So I, I don't agree with that, but maybe that's what they're thinking. And they're thinking that they could create some sort of, you know, win a winning roster or or championship level roster and without spread the money around. Well, spread well, the money again, around. They, they did it. They did it with Robinson Cano and they spent it terribly. Terribly. Uh, They've yeah. actually spent money pretty poorly. In the last ten years, right, right, like the yeah. Garrett Cole things worked out pretty well. But what is what have been the other big free agent or uh, big trade acquisitions that worked out? Like Stanton's worked out pretty pretty well. It could have worked out a lot better, but overall, mm-hmm. still a trade that you're, you're well, fine with. 
Oh, well, I don't know about that. See, know. see, I don't know about that either because the 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 options, the reason why they pivoted to Stanton because they were said, oh, we don't want to pay Bryce Harper next offseason 2019. We, he's going to have some ridiculous contract. But, you know, Harper's making like $2 million more than Stanton is at the moment. And he's like double the player that Giancarlo Stanton is. So, I mean, it's worked out because he's, he's, you know, been crazy hot in the postseason and – for the most part, he hasn't been terrible, but man, I am not confident on his ability to remain productive going forward, or at least in the, you know, the player who the Yankees thought they were getting, they thought they were getting the 57 home run NL MVP version of, of uh, John Carlston. And they're getting the, you know, slightly better than league average John Carlston, which is still a good player, just not the guy you kind of expected to. Yeah, um, in, in his first year with the Yankees, he played 158 games. Can you even fathom John Carlos Stanning playing over 140 games right now? <laughs> like that's yeah. so he he played since he was a Yankee. He played 158 in 2018. Then he went 18 in 2019. 23 games in 2020. That was uh that was the COVID year. So I guess it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, 2021, 139, pretty good. You'll take that. And then 110 last year. Not great, especially with the the two eleven batting average, right? So, you yeah. know, maybe it didn't work out. You're right. I guess I'm thinking of some of those big moments uh, in the playoffs here. And again, he's still what? above average player, just not the not the superstar that um, the Yankees thought they were getting when they traded for him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Ex- exactly. And, and who else have they signed or, or traded for? That was a big. Yeah, move. See, that's the th- that's the thing though. When when they got when they got Garrett Cole that one off season. That was it. They didn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when they let Robinson Cano walk and they spread the money around, who would they go out and sign? They signed Carlos Beltran. They signed Brian McCann mm-hmm. uh, and Tanaka. Tanaka worked out, but yes. McCann and Beltran certainly did not. So, like, if you have the opportunity to get a superstar level player, like, that's the guys you get. Those Those type of guys rarely burn you. It's those B-level guys that you overpay for. Those are the guys that burn you. That, those are the guys that the Aaron Hickses of the world, the, you know, giving that extension to Luis Severino at the time seemed like it was okay, but, you know, he, he, was, hurt, he was hurt for like the next like three years of that extension. So that didn't exactly work out uh, in the Yankees' favor either. So it doesn't seem like any, any kind of type of move that the Yankees have been doing the last couple of years has really worked out where there's the, Sonny Gray trade or the Frankie Montas trade or, and, um, you know, they've, they've, they've had their hits too. They turned DD Gregorius into like a, somebody's never heard of until like an above average shortstop. They've, they will develop hitters um, to a certain extent, you know, Luke Voigt um, and some, and some others, but man, you can't, uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, All with nothing to show for it basically though. Yeah. Right? Like, for all the cute seasons they had, and I say cute with tongue in cheek, obviously, all those seasons that were good seasons, and we've talked about this at nauseum, right? Like these 100-win seasons, these 95-win seasons, they're nice, but what's the ceiling? Like you said, their best season now in recent history was 2017. It's been a long time here since they were in a World Series. It's been been too long for every single Yankee fan. Uh, if they had the choice of how long, if it's been too long, they'll say it's been too long. Right. So I don't even know really what more to say at this point because we've said our piece like there. There is every reason in the world to maintain 
and retain Aaron Judge on the New York Yankees. The only reason to let him go is pride and being cheap. That is it. There's no other way to skin this cat. Because if he is even good for five out of the nine years or five out of the 10 years, you figure it out. You figure yeah, it out down the road. Again. How many teams have given out bad contracts in their lifetimes and they're fine. They didn't go bankrupt. They didn't go under. The Mets are still paying people they gave bad contracts to. Right? Like what? And that's, what, and that's the what thing too. And the, this, this core of players, again, you have two or three years left of Garrett Cole being an ace-level pitcher. Some Yankee fans might argue that he's not an ace-level pitcher right now. I would say I would disagree with that sentiment. But I think he, he has another two or three years left of being uh, an ace-level pitcher. John Carlos Stanton, despite the, the down year, you know, again, he's only got a couple more years left of where you would expect an above-average major league player. You signed Anthony Rizzo back. To a to a two year deal with a three year third year adoption. So the like the next three years, um, unless unless Volpe comes up and be the superstar that uh, everyone's kind of hyping him up to be, like that's the that's it for this core of Yankees. Like this mm-hmm. is this is kind of it here. So if if Aaron Judge is not a part of it, then uh, man, if you're if you're not willing to 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 go for it now it's just like what what were you even doing here what are we what is the point then you might as well have that conversation of should we blow this up and start over because there isn't a point there isn't like if you can't if you can't retain the 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 best player in baseball right now and add and go for it then what what are we even doing here and and if aaron judge decides to leave the new york yankees what does that say to other players and other stars in the league, right? Like it's always been this special thing, this privilege to be a New York Yankee, right? And if other players around the league are saying they couldn't even do Aaron Judge right, like they couldn't even handle Aaron Judge, the guy who we all see as our peer, as the best player in baseball, they couldn't get him right? Why am I going there? What is the point of 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 uh, uh, who is the other guy? That, not Trey Turner. You said um, Xander Bogarts. Why is yeah. Andrew Bogarts doing that? He, he's already seen Boston get rid of Mookie Betts because they didn't want to pay him for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going to go to Yan- the Yankees where where they're not going to pay Aaron Judge to, yeah. to stay there long? Why, why is he going to choose them, right? At that point, are they even a, a market and a franchise that is a place that players want to be? Because it's exactly. always been a, a place that players are dying to go to earn their stripes, to, to win championships, to be the best of the best. And if you can't get Aaron Judge right, why would any other star player ever choose the Yankees in the near future? You know, it's uh, it's like it, it's it's very much you know in the same sentiment of how the Yankees are still trying to trot out you know retire Paul O'Neill's number this year. They're trying to trot out these '90s Yankees and say these, we're 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 still these Yankees. Remember remember the good times that we had. <laughs> uh 10 10 20 years ago you remember that you remember the those teams you grew up with and they remember being the yankees like there's a reason that um carlos correa left the the astros and signed with the minnesota twins because you know he was talking with like an interview he was like why would you go to the twins he's just like you know they're paying i you know the the there's good food anywhere across the country me and my wife we can buy a house you know they're giving us money. 
if the money's the same anywhere, we can basically, you know, you can live, you can have a great life anywhere else inside of, you know, you can have a, a great life in New York City, but you can also have a great life in Minnesota. You can have a great life out in California. You can have a great life in Seattle. You can, like, if you're you're getting that much money, like where you live and where you choose to be, it's it's not there's there's not a selling point here anymore. Like the Yankees being this franchise of winning, like yeah, they they've they have haven't had a losing season in twenty something years, which is impressive. But at the same time, you can't continue to bump your chest saying we're the big bad Yankees when. Uh, you know, the Astros have won two World Series since the last time you won one. The, Ast- the Red Sox have won two or three World Series uh, in the last 20 years, and you've won you've won one. You know, it's it, there's not the Yankees aren't the Yankees anymore. And that's what's it sucks to say, because, again, I devote way more of my life and my energy into this team that uh, that frankly hasn't deserved in a long time. But um Man, you know, it's 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 not the it's not the place where it's not where it used to be. It's still a franchise. It's still better than going to Pittsburgh. It's still better than going to a lot of teams. You know, if you want to, if you want to say we'll be in it, and and I think they to a certain extent they always will be, but they're not the you know there's 27 rings thing. It's becoming more of a a truth than like a like a funny saying that Yankee fans say. It's becoming more of a reality of this desperate. You know, we won 27 championships. Like, you're, you're, you're not that team anymore. They haven't been that team in a long time. You're not that guy, pal. You're, you're not, not that guy. guy. You're not <laughs> that guy. It sucks that we have to be so negative right now. But when this is all up in the air, that's really the only place that you can go. Like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Sit here and say how good Aaron Judge is and that mm-hmm. we need to bring him back? Yeah, we all know that. That's why we're here with the amount of energy and the amount of frustration that we have. I'm not even a damn Yankee fan. I'm not even a freaking Yankee fan, man. Like, yes, I do kind of root for them just because I like New York sports to be interesting and I don't hate most of their players. I like Aaron Judge. I love Aaron Judge. He's great. He's great, right? But, but like, even me, a non-Yankee fan who doesn't care about their legacy, who wants to throw up when I hear player uh, fans talk about the Yankees and, and how great their franchise is and the 27, if I want to throw up right now when I hear stuff like that. But that all being said... I understand what is important for the city. I understand what is important for baseball. Like what happens to Aaron judge in in San Francisco? Is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be special? Is it going to be no different than any other good player in the league continuing to be good somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. You'll find out on opening day because the giants are in Yankee stadium on opening day this year. Stop. Are you serious? Swear to God. That's incredible. How do they do that? How do they, how do, how do wizards, bro? Wizards, they, they fucking, they know, man. Like, wait, so it's the, the same Giants people who are in Yankee Stadium. In Yankee Stadium on opening day this They've year. Probably never played opening day at Yankee no, Stadium. No, never. It's probably never happened before. No, not since they were in New York. Right. Since they were the New York Giants. And even yeah. still, that was no, probably not even that because there was no interleague play back then. No. It's probably never happened. That's nuts. Just like how the Sean Watson's first start as a Cleveland Brown was in Houston. Who's doing this? Who's making well, this? That, 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 that was a that was a weird thing with the Sean Watson. Eleven game suspension just so yeah. happened to be. Oh man, look at the schedule. They're playing the Browns on on <laughs> national television. Who would have right. thought? Who would have <laughs> freaking thought? 
God damn. Oh God. All right. Well, anyways, we've been through a lot of this. Let's go through one more thing here. Cause I think that there is an arc somewhere to talk through with this. And I want to get your thoughts on it uh, to everyone's reading the tea leaves of Cashman and Steinbrenner's every single comment, every breath that they take that's visible to the public. Right. And there were points of their comments that made you feel good about them doing what they had to do and spending and taking care of business and yada, yada. But there's also been now, especially in the past 24 hours, more comments that have led you and many Yankee fans around town to say, Oh God, are they, are they backtracking? Are they, are they really feeling confident that they're going to get him back? Are they willing to actually go above and beyond? So with all the house Steinbrenner quotes and Cashman quotes that are out there, Cashman was on yes network earlier today. What are you reading into from the comments of your GM and owner. And I'm trying to, I'm scrolling through the, uh, the group chat as I, as uh, you want to read my progression here, uh, Cashman, we would love to land the plane favorably, but we're not flying the plane. And I said, I'm not loving this quote. <laughs> and the next one was, we're trying hard to make sure we're trying to make sure that it's to make it hard for him to leave Brian mm. Cashman. And then I said, I'm really not loving this quote. Uh, and then the next one, um, Brian Cashman said he hasn't received any indication from judges camp that the Yankees will get a chance to match or surpass any offer that comes their way. I'm really not loving this quote. Really, really not loving this quote. And then the last one is, listen, if Aaron Judge signs out where do we pivot and do something else? Do we remake ourselves completely? I have no idea. It's not what we want to do. End quote. Mm. <laughs> God, no, it doesn't, this doesn't, nothing, nothing that he said in the last uh, 12, 12 hours, uh, 12 to 24 hours gives me any kind of confidence uh, whatsoever. And now I hope, I hope, Andrew, I hope that by tomorrow or Thursday that this podcast is irrelevant. I really do. I hope that no one clicks on it or if they do, they say, what are these two idiots talking about? I hope that that's the case. I really do. Because I want him in New York. I do. Now, will I chuckle on the side just a little bit? Just a little bit that the Yankee fans are going to be all sad and crying about Aaron Judge leaving? Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to chuckle a little bit. That's because you're a bad person. That's because I'm a bad guy. It's because I want to see my friends in pain, and specifically Alec. I want to see mm. the mental gymnastics that he plays with himself in He's order a, to, to make this a positive somehow. The, the mental gymnastics, he, he'll qualify for the Olympics. With the, <laughs> the, the, the gymnastics he'll do. He'll be, he'll be the number one. Okay. He'll go for the gold. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. So I, again, I hope that this podcast is irrelevant in 24 hours. I do. That but, being said, I don't feel good about it. No. And, and much much as you shouldn't feel good about the Mets bullpen situation, at, I don't uh, feel good at, about that either. I don't. I'm not at all. Feel bad about it. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel bad about it. I so I work at the high, at the high school, and there's one uh, football player in particular that's a huge Mets fan, like diehard Mets fan. I saw him last night on Monday evening uh, at the football awards dinner. Great day, and I see him, and he's like, "Dude, don't even talk to me." He's like, "Don't even talk." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "Are you still upset about Degrom?" He's like, "Yes." But now I'm more upset that Trey Turner's on the Phillies, bro. He's gonna kill us for years. What are we doing? Like, and he's so, so upset. So, like, I'm feeling that pain 100. I'm with my man C. But I, I think maybe when when Judge leaves, like, I'll just be like, ah, all you Yankee fans getting your jabs in. Jacob Degon, 
Like you better be careful where you're throwing your jabs out here, <laughs> Yankee fans, because not just Mets fans you have to worry about. The whole MLB is on your ass about not retaining the best player in baseball. The whole MLB, the whole sporting world is on your ass. You're going to have people who never talk about baseball for more than two seconds in a 365-day year on national television. When this takes place and if he leaves, you're going to have every single pundit across America shitting all over the New York Yankees and their organization. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be a disaster. And is that does that mean that it's a guarantee that your franchise sucks for the next five years? No. There is still a, a way for the Yankees to be competitive and win 90 games and whatever. Maybe they get hot. Who the hell knows? But you are going to get dragged by every person who you've never heard even mention baseball once in their life over the next couple days if this doesn't go yep. your way. Yep. Yep. I don't yeah. disagree. I don't disagree with that sentiment whatsoever. Yeah. And lastly, I got to say this. Man, like Cashman – it, it, I've always looked at him as a really smart dude. I've always said in Cashman, you trust, right? It's been a sentiment that many Yankee fans have uttered. And now over the past couple of years, many Yankee fans have resented that idea and they've hated that idea because they haven't liked what he's done. But hearing those comments, man, like you said, you don't feel good about it. I really don't feel good about it. I really, really don't feel good about it. <laughs> How can you go on your network that you own and not come out with some sort of stronger take. Yeah, that's that's like state that's state run TV. That's like that's like uh, someone going on like Fox News and to, and like saying saying something saying something remotely liberal. Like they, right. like you're you're on state run TV. Like say like be positive. Talk about say something about twenty seven rings while you're while you're on there. Like so the Yankee winning way, man. Like, the pessimistic like you, views that he came on there with was like, I was, it was surprising. It was very you, surprising. You work in, in research for, te, for a television network, right? Like yeah. I've worked in that same television network for years. That's how we know each other. Even when numbers were bad, right? Yeah. You find a way you to, to make that you sales spend. pitch. You find a way to make the research look good, to give your salespeople something to sell, right? And now he's out here saying, well, it's not what we want, but we're going to try to make it hard on them. It's hard yeah. on him no matter what. It's hard on him no matter what. Even if the Yankees said didn't even offer him a freaking contract and they offered him the, the original 275, whatever, maybe that is only thing that would have made it not hard, right? If they made anything in the 300 million category, it's going to be hard on him because you don't think he's considering taking a discount to stay in New York. He knows what's at stake. Like I said earlier, he's not stupid. He knows what's at stake. So this is hard on him no matter what. He's leaving the team that's the most famous franchise in the sport. It's hard on him no matter what. You're not making it harder. You're making it easier right now, guy. You're not helping yourself at all. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't, know what else, I don't really know what else to say. So if you have anything else to say, Drew, please say it. Speak now. Or forever, something about no, you. I'm, I'm again. I'm waiting for. I've been. I've been talking around in circles, waiting for this news to drop. But uh, unfortunately, we're not. We're not going to have uh, breaking news talking on the podcast uh, this week. But um, yeah, do you want to? Well, you want to talk? You want to uh, quick? To, quick talk about the mess before we go? Or no, uh, do, I don't. Do you want, no, I don't. What are we going to say? They need to get like four more arms in the bullpen. They need to get a couple better, a couple more hitters. They need to finish the rotation. Like, yeah, they need to do it. They need to do it. And guess what? Their owner's going to try. Yeah. Their they owner's going to try. More, more than what Al Steinbrenner is going to do. Yeah. 
That's Steve Cohen shit. and and Epler, who Mets fans are a little lukewarm on right now, right? They're a little bit lukewarm, saying, "Okay, this guy came from the Angels. Like, it, it, should we trust him? He didn't do anything for the Angels. Like, I don't know." Or Steve Cohen, is he going to spend the money smart? Is he going to actually close his wallet a little bit? Whatever. We can say all those things. It looks like the Mets are going to try to get better because they understand they have a window right now. And Steve Cohen understands that he said he had a five-year window to be a championship team, right? So I think right now with the Mets and all the holes they have to fill, we can sit here confidently and say they're going to try. They may not get every player they want. They may not get the best player at every position they're going to put something out there that makes some semblance of sense and makes them, I don't know, as good as they were last year or a little bit worse or a little bit better, but it, it's nothing really to like sit here and, and like cry about or, you know, nitpick too much when you have this other thing across town to, to, to worry about. So I don't really have much to say. Do you have anything to say about the Mets? No. Um, I, I, I hope that they resign Nimmo. Um, Me too. Me too. I, I feel like letting him walk would be, uh, probably just as bad as letting Degrom walk. To be completely honest with you, because he's a, a great leadoff hitter, a great. I feel like he's really loved on uh, in that clubhouse and that team. So I feel like uh, losing him would be a big shot to the offense. And there's not really a whole lot of guys that you can uh, replace with him on the free agent market unless you're um, going to kind of piecemeal it together here. And the Mets need as much offense. Uh, not, not as much offense as the Yankees because they have, you know, Beatty and Alvarez are going to be going to be up there, um, you know, giving the giving the Mets a offensive punch uh, next year that they didn't have for most of this year. So, um, you know, I feel like you have to you feel a little bit better about the Mets offense than the Yankees, but they definitely still need help and they definitely still need to resign him and maybe even um, somebody else for, you know, for third base. Maybe they can convince Bogarts or somebody else to come play third base for them, but um, you know, they'll have to they'll play around. I don't, I don't think they're going to run a $300 million payroll as much as uncle Steve says, uh, he, he wants to, but, uh, I feel like, uh, Escobar or somebody else will, will get, uh, get traded to create, get, create a little bit more room for him. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think the idea that he's going to come out here and just blow up the payroll to an abnormal amount is way pie in the sky. And that's okay. Cause like, you could argue, should he spend all that money in one shot, right? Or should he mm-hmm. spread it out and figure it out over time, wait for a trade opportunity, get the next, uh, you know, not the next Juan Soto, but the next Juan Soto type player who's looking for a trade midseason rather than spend just because you have money to spend on players who aren't that good, right? So I think that's very, very fair of an assessment, right? Like you look at some of these players who are expected some of the higher um market values, you know, Carlos Correa doesn't really make sense, right? Like some of these guys, even like you said, Bogarts has to move positions. Some of these guys don't even really make sense for the team who are actually the the free agents that you want to pay up for right now. So again, I I don't know. That's why I'm saying I'm fine right now as a Mets fan. I know there's a ton of holes. I know they have to do a lot of work here, but I'm not sitting here refreshing Twitter as a Mets fan every day because I know something is going to happen over the next week or so or whatever it's going to be. And whether it's Rodone, who's going to be nice to grab in the rotation, or if you bring back Bassett, Nimmo's the only one that I really care about specifically, right? Everything else is kind of up in the air because there's options. So that's, that's how I feel as a Mets fan. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 
so that's it, man. I don't know. You got you got your you got your hurt out of the way already. You know the Yankee fans yeah. are just hold, hanging on by a thread here, waiting to see if uh, we're gonna get hurt as well. Yeah, and I gotta I gotta just put this out here, um, since it's now eleven oh five, we're an hour into the podcast. I think I said in the open that it is ten oh four, so now it's eleven oh five p.m. Tuesday night. Still no judge, and Andrew, I cannot wait around midnight or whenever I post this episode, <laughs> I click save on my little podcast thing or my YouTube page. I click save and then I get the tweet and I get a hundred text messages and Aaron judge signed somewhere. Yeah. Be very, that, that's, that's the only thing right now, Drew, that can really upset me if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do I still post it? I think I, if he goes to the giants, I still post. I, it. Yeah. Goes, and I think you gotta, we gotta make like a, like a little intro saying like, Hey guys, we fucked right. up. And, yes, uh, I'll definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Well, should we anyways, get, should we get pal? Anyways, this was a good episode uh, for what it was worth. At least it was, it was fun. Even if it was angsty and frustrating a little bit. Uh, Drew, any last words for our listeners before we go by? No, no, uh, man. No. Left it all out there. You left it all on the field already. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, for me, I just want to say uh, normally we'd be talking football or basketball at this point. In the Wait, week. the judge camp has spoken internally about hoping that negotiations for a new contract will be son- done soon. The Yankees described today as a frenzied day, but also said they believe that no final decision has been made. Okay, mm. so nothing. 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 There we go. Yeah, so, All right. so no, nothing. So this, podcast nothing else relevant. this podcast remains relevant for now. Um, okay. So we normally talk football or basketball this part of the week, week 14 in the NFL, got more games to talk about. We got picks coming up towards the end of the week. Of course, three winning weeks for all of us this week. So I went three and two, Pat Boyle went three and two, Mark Shen Lugan went three and two. So that's a nice week for the boys. And we'll be back, man. Talking hoops, talking football. That's the time of the year. And we'll obviously be talking Yankees, Aaron judge and the Mets, even if there are some big news anytime soon. So Drew, I thank you for spending some time. I hope you're getting good sleep with the baby. And eh, that's just Jack, debatable. Is Jack, is Jack a toddler? Is that is that the yes the toddler thing? is the correct term. Yes. You got a toddler and a and an infant. So I wish you luck. I wish you sleep and I hope Aaron Judge doesn't keep you up at night. <laughs> it's one thing that's not uh, keeping me up at night currently is Aaron Judge. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got I gotta go I, I gotta go relieve my wife of uh of the babysitting duty. She was kind enough to allow me to podcast this evening. So I appreciate you, Lisa. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Shout out to Lisa. A big shout out to Lisa. So thank you, Drew. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Subscribe to Subway Sports Talk and Apple Podcast app and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast apps as well. Subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube so you know when we post new videos. We'll be back with picks. At the end of the week, and maybe if we're lucky, we'll be able to be back sooner than that to talk Aaron Judge. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers. See you.